AthensAthens.com and the Athens Banner Herald. This is the Georgia Bulldogs podcast. Bulldogs Extra. Now, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Welcome in to the Bulldogs Extra podcast from OnlineAthens.com. Andy Athens Benner Herald. I'm Ryan Dennis alongside Mark Weiser. And if you were listening to us, we do appreciate you listening to us. Mark, yesterday I uh, decided to do a little experiment and I asked Alexa to play Bulldogs Extra podcast. You know what it did? Played the latest Bulldogs Extra podcast. Uh, uh, You're surprised that technology works? Uh, a little bit. You know, I figured you could ask, you know, uh, play uh, NPR radio or something and it would come up. But to actually say, hey, play the Bulldogs Extra podcast. And it said the latest episode is uh, this, this, this. And then we started talking. Did you uh, did you listen to the whole uh, 40 minutes or whatever it was last week? That's about half of it. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, you know, I knew we could, uh, you could get it through downloading. If you don't, if you don't listen to us through uh, downloading the app or uh, not downloading the app, but. You know, going through where you listen to podcasts through Apple Music or Apple Play, whatever that is, and and subscribing to our podcast. We do appreciate it if you do, but if you don't, do that. And then you can ask Alexa to play us at any time. This would probably be a time for for Ryan to mention because he likes to mention to uh, to go to uh, the podcast app or uh, wherever it is and and give your gives uh, the reviews uh, five stars is is very much appreciated if you are so inclined. Absolutely. Um, I, I think actually our reviews um, are, are kind of getting weighed down. Some some folks didn't like Ryan talking too much about COVID. So, well, <laughs> ho- hopefully we're past that and uh, we never have to talk about it again, right? Ryan, you vaccinated yet? No, need, right. need to need to get it. We, right. we should no, be on that next level. Don't, I feel like don't don't talk COVID. All right. Uh, Although um, I think we might have mentioned this last podcast, or maybe we didn't. I don't know. But we might have talked about it off air. By the way, Ryan just dropped a quarter in the in the uh, corner of our podcast. It's in behind you, Ryan. I know. I get. Uh, anyway. Ryan with a big cup of co- is that coffee in there? Yeah, man. Big cup of coffee, and uh, I think the chances of him spilling it during this podcast, I'm going to put it at forty uh, percent, given the history of what he does with hot beverages. Well, now I'm just going to put it down, and not touch it. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you know, a, a positive review would be in uh, would be welcome, and uh, I guess maybe even encouraged. Yeah, please do. And, uh, you know, click five stars. Say you like us. And, you know, if you don't, uh, then just don't say anything at all. That's what my mom told me. We got, uh, we talked some Georgia football. We'll talk some Georgia basketball on both the men's and women's side. And uh, who else, uh, Who you know, whatever else comes to mind. Uh, we can touch on baseball. We'll, we'll chat about. Um, Ryan, let me ask you a question. Um, okay. And I don't know where you had this podcast going in terms of topics exactly. Um, but uh, there was uh, a lot of buzz, a lot of talk this week um, about uh some unseemly behavior going on in the world. Uh, and uh, what, your thoughts on the Oprah interview with the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, I feel like more came out of what Piers Morgan said than uh, what, what the the Royals said. But Did, did you watch it? I, I, I didn't. I saw the snips, you know, snippets here, snippets mm-hmm. there. And, of course, I watch Colbert every night. He touched on it pretty... Now, pretty I DVR'd, it, you know, every highlight that there could be. Cause so, yeah, all, I think we've seen the important parts. All over it. But you know what? I, I want to watch it less about what the end, you know, what Meghan Markle and uh, is it Prince Harry? Yeah. Yeah. What he said, uh, I just saw a lot of um, people praising Opal and how she kind of went back 
to try to get answers to questions that left unanswered. So um, I'll check that out. I'll give you a review uh, maybe the next time. And it might all, uh, you know, September before I watch that. Yeah. Are we going, is that going to change our way of asking questions to guests? I don't know. I haven't seen what Oprah did. We're going to have to go back and find the hard-hitting questions. Now, uh, w- would you want to see Oprah sit down with uh, the, the football coach of Colquitt County? Or not Colquitt County, Valdosta. Well, yeah. <laughs> That guy, that guy, uh, Rush Pros we're talking about. He, he, um, he's got issues and, uh, see Oprah sit down, but, uh, he needs, he needs a good, uh, a good, uh, interview by somebody to, uh, to go back on his troublesome past. Yeah, I was surprised at him. That was a slime move. Given, um, you know, his history of, you know, at Hoover High and then coming to Colquitt County. And I I was surprised when I wrote about, and, and, you know, we should probably mention kind of why we're talking about this in case you're, you know, haven't, uh, if you woke up from a, uh, I don't know, a a week and you're just now learning about uh, what happened. Uh, Some audio serviced. um, I guess it was Monday morning that that, uh, I ran across it. It was on a couple of... um, uh, you know, Twitter, um, uh, little audio snippets of about, mm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was uh, but, posted but, to YouTube. Yeah. But then it went to a, a YouTube video that was uh, about 15 minutes. And in this um, audio recorded by, uh, I guess at the time, the Valdosta Touchdown Club's executive director, uh, talking with Rush Probst about... Um, you know, kind of the unseemly side of what he says happens in. Well, I don't know. It's, it's unseemly well, he, he if you're. Saying, it's unseemly if you want to keep the uh, you know NCAA amateurism model. It started with him saying he needed funny money to yeah, give yeah, out to people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and he's uh, right now under heavy scrutiny of, uh, 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 you know, how he ran that program in Valdosta, and, and, and he's only there one year. That's yeah, it doesn't, doesn't take long. Doesn't take yeah. long. Um, and he mentioned Kirby Smart's name, and and um, uh, he uh, also mentioned Nick Saban. He said that uh, recruits are getting paid. He said that um, Nick Chubb got three sixty thousand dollar payments. Uh, anyway, I don't know if we need to keep airing these accusations. Now, I would say this: um, if this had been a different high school coach, uh, and and something like this showed up, somebody that that didn't have as much uh, of a checkered uh, check- past, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you might view this uh, in, in maybe a different light. And look, I mean, when when teams are recruiting at a high level, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of accusations thrown around. I mean, uh, for all we know, uh, since Kirby Smart's been at Georgia, which is now entering his sixth season, there have been no major violations that have been uncovered, that have been reported. Um, there's been, you know, secondary violations, which happens um, at, uh, you know, every school. Which is like, uh, you know, so-and-so took somebody out to a meal that wasn't, well, I mean, wasn't uh, you know, officially I mean, or whatever. They did uh, remove two uh, assistants on the recruiting staff a couple of years ago, uh, but also classified it as, as secondary violations. And uh, there never was anything that came beyond that. Um, so, you know, what we're talking here is, is at a different level and it is uh, being looked at, uh, you know, doing their due diligence is Georgia's uh, compliance office. Now, they didn't respond to an inquiry uh, that I made and other media members made about that. But, um, you know, I talked to um, one of the people that was uh, named in this report. Um, former Hunall, Hunall, former mm-hmm. offensive lineman for Georgia, and a coach at Auburn. Talked to him on uh, Monday, and and he said he didn't know anything about it in terms of, you know, well. the accusations made. Now he did say he talked to Georgia's compliance office, 
uh, to Georgia officials, and he didn't really want to go beyond that. Um, and then uh, the AJC Chip Towers also spoke to the the guy from the Valdosta Touchdown Club, and he also said he talked to Georgia's compliance office. So. Um, you know, that's what happens if, uh, you know, if Ryan called the compliance office at Georgia now and said, hey, um, there's a walk on here that I'm paying to, to come to Georgia. I'm, I'm giving him uh, a lot of biscuits and I'm also <laughs> giving him a lot of coffee. Mm-hmm. They would probably look into it. Well, right. <laughs> that's what they do. Exactly. Um, but they might say, you know, is this a biscuit you made or is this one that you've left with a hundred dollar? <laughs> exactly. Put a hundred dollar bills in with the McDonald's bag or. Well, I think you, you nailed it, you know, with your source there. What is your source? And this guy does not have a, a good past. Uh, you know, at Colquitt County, he got in a lot of trouble for the way he misused money. And, and uh, I think, you know, getting his wife a, a job and, and, you know, a, a quote unquote job of, you know, running the, running the touchdown club or something and it paid you know some sort of like twenty thousand dollars and when you listen to that audio the other day which you can find on youtube and it might yeah i think it's in the story that you uh yeah i embedded it yeah Yeah. and so um it's it has a lot of uh fishiness to the entire thing from the way that the video has a well it's not a i mean it's a video it's a video of a recording yeah Yeah. and and uh the guy from the valdosta touchdown club said it was recorded in march of 2020 my question is did he go in there with like wired up does anybody know i don't know because it was kind of odd but we do know that rush probes is a bit of a slime ball and he's always wherever he's been he's caused trouble he's uh you know got a a a troubled personal history he's got a troubled football history he wins wherever he goes but i think we're starting to see why he's able to get players that uh can come play for him obviously last year the whole uh garcia i think was the quarterback jake garcia came from california exactly which uh well, I mean, crazy situation there, but you know, obviously, when he's asking for funny money, his family, or at least his dad at the time, moves from California to Valdosta. Well, I will you say, think that, about what is he doing? Well, I will say this: the California didn't play, and I don't know if they have played high school football because right. of the pandemic. So, you know, he's not the only one that that moved from areas where there was no chance to have a senior season. Uh, you know, they wanted to get seen by recruiters. They wanted to have, uh, you know, put up numbers and put on film and and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, there are others that came into this state that, well, he that came ended, into other states. And, and he ended up at Grayson. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. But, I mean, the point of this whole thing is, you know, to accuse Georgia and Alabama, you know, you, you got to step back and say, did he say this so that he could try to convince the booster or the touchdown club president to give him money by saying this is what others do? Or is there something behind it? I do think that there's always questions about recruiting and what goes into it. Now, I don't think anybody's, uh, you know, unless it's a joke about a McDonald's bag at Tennessee, is anybody handing straight up cash to anybody? Um, But I think, you know, once this thing shuffles out, we'll see where Georgia stands and, and obviously where Alabama stands. But I don't know that too much will come about it because of that source. Well, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna look into what he said, and uh, you know, Georgia's compliance office, and they got a, a staff there to. This is what they do. Um, well, yeah. also you got to think about what Dan Patrick kind of lobbed out there, and you yeah, touched yeah. on it in an article. Yeah, uh, it, that is two kind of things that you can look at as sort of damning toward eh, is Georgia getting into fishy waters here. 
look, I'll say the audio itself is not, you know, a, uh, th- that's what it was. That, that's raw, uh, you know, the, the raw behind the scenes uh, conversation that was going on. The Dan Patrick, uh, you know, I, I don't know if what he said uh, could be vetted to, to get published, you know, depending on, on what your standards are as a, as a uh, organization. But, but, you know, it's a little bit different there, I guess, on Sports Talk Radio. Now, getting back to Rush, and, and I'm not going to characterize him like, like you did, and, you know, I try to avoid that kind of thing. I mean, let the facts speak, for, you know, f- for what they are, which is he's uh, he looks like he's about to be out of a third straight high school job. Um, because you know, for, of, for his actions. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I think you can just say that without, you know, label him or whatever. <laughs> I never watched the MTV show that he did with uh, Jeremy yeah, Pruitt was an days. assistant coach back then at Hoover High. Did yeah. you watch that? Uh, yeah, from time to time. But uh, I want a regular tune-in viewer. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to him. You know, I did stories on Jeremy Pruitt, and, of course, I went to him because they were tight, and he came by Georgia's practices when Pruitt was here. He might have even come by, you know, early in the Kirby days. I can't remember. We obviously weren't at practice last season because of the pandemic, so I don't know who exactly was on the sidelines, but he's a high school coach, a championship coach from Georgia, and so wouldn't surprise me. He's got players that Georgia wanted to recruit, uh, so there's interaction there as well. Um, so we'll see how, how it plays out. I mean, obviously, you look around the SEC, Tennessee's got uh, – they have a whole new football staff there for what went on with Pruitt. Now, you could say that you know, that was their excuse to get rid of him because they didn't want him. He wasn't winning. He's now with the New York Giants, as is uh, Derek Dooley, who got moved from an off-field role to tight ends coach. It's a big SEC staff up there. You have – I think you have – uh, Kevin Chairs now up there, the outside linebackers coach. You have Rob Sale, the former Georgia offensive line coach, is now on staff there. Wow. Uh, because Joe Judge uh, is a former Alabama guy. He was on staff under Saban, and so all these connections are, are from Alabama uh, or from the Saban tree at one point or another. Um, so um, obviously, I, I, guess, I guess it's probably worth talking about. I mean, you know, look what happened at LSU. In terms of scandal, now this is, you know, what is it, seven or eight years after the fact, and this all gets uncovered because USA Today was these reports uh, or, or these documents, these settlements, um, you know, I mean, Les Miles was, you know, a national championship winning coach at LSU, and um, 13, I guess, was the year he came here with uh, that, that, you know, great Burvis Murray, was that the year? Yeah, yeah, that was... Uh that was one of the top games I've ever attended. Yeah, and uh, you know, covering him uh, in the SEC, he would hold court outside their meetings after uh, they are about to take off on on Wednesday. They're down there, you know, and you see them in a setting that you don't see them on uh, at a podium. You see them with their families walking through the hallways there. You know, you see wives, you see kids. Um, you know, I won't say that there wasn't always something. Not always, but but there was a time down there. I remember that there were stuff swirling, you know, on message boards, probably down in LSU. Uh, that, that you caught wind of, you know, uh, you know, this rumor or that rumor. And so all this plays out years later. And, and look, now he's out of a job at Kansas. Was it because of the uh, stuff at LSU? Why he's out of a job at Kansas? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, That was late breaking news, too. I don't know. <laughs> it was like 11 o'clock Monday night, I think. Uh, was it Monday or Tuesday? Yeah, I didn't hear about it until the next morning because uh, I was already uh, asleep for the night. But yeah. Well... I wanted to get back to Rush just a second. I mean, the fact that he named, um, you know, it wasn't just, hey, I think that Georgia pays money to players. I mean, mm-hmm. he, it seemed like he had names. And, yeah, yeah. and of course, he, he's on the inside, like you said, if he comes up to, to Georgia practice and stuff. And I'm sure he hears being in Hoover near mm-hmm. Alabama mm-hmm. for so long. I mean, I, I think there is some significance 
of, of what he said as far as uh, probably does know things that other people doesn't. Um, I mean, look, we've, we've written about um, Georgia's, uh, you know, how much they are pouring money. You know, they led the nation uh, two or three years ago. I, I wrote the story. Other, you know, like ranked them all. And, and Georgia was was number one. Uh, was it two point seven million? Maybe three. I don't. I don't remember exactly. But, yeah. but um, and that obviously changed because there hasn't been campus visits. Uh, so you can't uh, you can't wine and dine them anyway. But you can't you know give them a, a, you know great food and and show them the campus and take them around in uh, luxury vehicles and you know fly all over the place to to get guys was out. Of, like five bar was a a key spot there. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, kind of uh, dolled up a little bit better than when you go in for a burger. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet Hugh and all sitting in the back corner. No, I'm just just kidding. Oh man, uh, no, just kidding. Um, but you know, uh, my point is that uh, sure that you know, I, I'm not talking about George. I'm talking about obviously there's there's a reason why people want uh, college athletes to be paid. So any kind of to his uncle, uh, you know, these guys can can get something uh, above board. Well, I was gonna say if we're going off of uh, pure word of mouth on this, right? And you're gonna weigh. Rush Pro says to a Nick Chubb comeback on Twitter, right? Oh, yeah, we didn't mention that, did we? So Nick Chubb comes back and said, if I didn't need money, I would have gone to the NFL, you know, went to the NFL, something like that. So that was his kind of comeback at saying, yeah, it was uh, and he hashtag face, fake it, news too. It was interesting. I, I was just about to publish my story on um, Monday night, um, uh, and then I saw the Chubb tweet, and I was like, huh, to add this, and this actually is another voice. I mean, Hugh and all already said, I don't know anything about it, really. Yeah. And then you have Chubb coming out, so it's, you know, two two voices that were mentioned uh, th- that are, you know, shooting back at it. So I'm not and, saying that... Um, and Chubb doesn't say much, so you have to take what he says and kind of... Now, uh, you know, I didn't cover this to, to the extent, um, but, you know, in the FBI NCAA basketball scandals, there were payments being made, you know, to prospects' families that the kid himself didn't know about, you know, because if you're, whether and, and his parents, his guardian, his AAU coach, that and, seems and, to be, and, and maybe the kid himself doesn't know. Yeah, Aiton, I think, was the main one at Arizona that Yeah, like I said, I mean, I, I don't know all the details of it, but... And I thought more would come out of that than, than what came out of that. You know, you had uh, apparently Wade down at LSU on the recording... Yeah, was that is that the big ass offers? What do you call it? He called it <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know exactly. And then of course you have uh, you know uh, I can't remember the big guy's name at all. He took the fall and went to jail for <laughs> for Bruce Pearl. Um, I mean, yeah. I, to me, that's almost like uh, yeah. Hey, speaking of this week, they yeah. pulled themselves out uh, back in January or whenever it was. Why don't we take a break now and we'll come back? We'll talk about the Georgia Bulldogs and their run to an SEC championship. That's what Ryan's predicting, <laughs> which I think I think the odds were a hundred to one that they would win it or something I like that. Put, I'm not putting twenty bucks on that. I mean, I don't think they will, but yeah, we'll discuss it. When you, we get it's it. a twenty. You, oh, right, you'd be rich. All, All right, right two thousand bucks. We'll talk about the Bulldogs when we come back. Hey, what's up? We're back. So we'll talk about the uh, SEC tournament. We will, but you know what? Why don't we talk a little bit about before that? You know, next week obviously uh, spring practice will get cranked up on Tuesday, and uh, I wish they had it this week because if you look at the weather, it's going to be beautiful. Be raining, yeah. uh, next week's still going to be a lot of rain. They'll be using that indoor facility, I imagine, a good bit, including on Wednesday when uh, the pro day will be held for 
your Georgia Bulldog NFL draft hopefuls. Uh, I don't know exactly how that's going to be different this year in terms of, you know, I think the NFL is having even more of a hand in it. Now they always do, but like I know that they're lining up uh, a handful of five or six maybe guys media wide uh, wise to do interviews. Like, so if you cover the Cleveland Browns or you cover the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, you can dial up the, you know, the Georgia pro day and talk to a guy that you think your team might be drafting. So it's not going to just be Georgia writers on there. It'll be, uh, you know, I'm sure Aziz Ojolari, if you're a first round pass rush uh, team, you'll have a lot of, they'll have guys to, to talk to him. Cause that's what they do in, in Indy. They, they go there the day before, or, you know, or the day before they have their workouts that they, they go around and do the interviews. So that probably, you're probably not for that. I'm guessing. It's fine. I don't care. I mean, I guess the difference would be like, you know, I'm not expecting, say, Mark Webb to be available because he's not going to be in the first six, I would say. Uh, whoever, you know, you're talking about uh, 11 or 12. And if Jamie Newman's here and, uh, you know, I noticed that Georgia's uh, put out a, a graphic with 11 guys. Jamie Newman wasn't on there. So yeah, he is. He's a Wake Forest guy. Hey, did you see Eric Stokes? Yeah, so that's something interesting. Uh, is it was at a four two four or four two five down uh, in South Florida at uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a uh, it was a, a Brandon Marshall yeah, or something other. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, kind of a training facility. Just video recorded and filmed, and they say it was laser timed and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, if he did a time like that at Indy, he would come to Georgia's pro day and he would not run a forty because right. that would be money in the bank already. The question I have, and I'll be interested to see how this plays out, you know, the scouts are going to be here, mm-hmm. and maybe they weren't down there in South Florida. And so the surface there is, I mean, I guess you can compare it to other people that ran there, but but I think they want to see probably what he runs on here. Like, you know, hey, what did Tyson Campbell run at Georgia? I'd like to see what Eric Stokes ran here. Yeah. You know, uh, any other skill guys, I guess, uh, to put that up. So um, it'll be interesting to see what he does um, and, and other guys, uh, you know. I, I don't know that he'll run a four two four. I mean, that's, uh, you know, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Now, I, I will say this. What, what did Keith Marshall run uh, at Indy? Was it four two seven? I didn't think it was that low. Four three seven. I thought it was four three one. Four, okay, all right. But I mean, that's that's booking it. And what's the fastest of all time? Four two seven, right? Uh, I can't remember. I want to say it's four two seven. Oh. Now, if he if he breaks that, you might. It does seem like when you get to a a big time combine where everything every inch is is meticulously measured and all that that you know the time is just slightly higher, but. You know, I remember. I remember when I would cover down the road in Jefferson, the the state track meet. You know, Eric Stokes was one that was blowing people. one catch over twenty five yards in two years, and he didn't allow a touchdown in you know however many games. The the guy, I mean, it speaks for himself at, at what he's done on the field. So, you know, you hope that when it comes to the things that all these pro teams measure, like your speed and how high you can jump and how many bench press reps you can do in two twenty five, that. When it comes down to it, it's just what they've done on the field, you know. And he proved that he can do it. All right, we will be talking uh, a lot about spring practice, obviously, next week when it cranks up. Um, I don't know exactly when we're going to get Kirby because we got him like a week ago. So I imagine we'll get some players on the first day. Um, and there'll be a lot to, to watch, uh, you know, to see what develops, especially we'll be looking, you know, obviously at the cornerback position, uh, you know, the backup quarterback position I'm interested in, in as well. And then, uh, you know, who develops uh, at some other spots, uh, you know, Ron, what do you, uh, in particular, I guess, maybe how this offensive line shakes out. Yeah, and then we talked a little bit about it last week. You know, what will Jamari Sawyer do? Will, uh, you know, uh, 
some of those guys you mentioned, Xavier Trust didn't do so well in the bowl. Will, will Amarius Mims come in and, and kind of be like, uh, uh, shoot, I, the, the names gotta get past me, but the the New York Giants guy who was uh, Isaiah Wilson, Thomas, oh, Andrew oh, Thomas. Oh, oh. you know Andrew Thomas oh, from I think day New York, yeah. yeah, yeah, Andrew Thomas from day one. Uh, speaking of, I think didn't Isaiah get traded down to Miami? Yeah, Isaiah and Solomon Kinley are back together. Oh yeah, there you go. Hope it works out for another. But, you know, Amelm's a big old guy, kind of brought here by Brock Vandergriff. Uh, you know, will he be a guy that sticks from the start? Uh, the big guy that came in last year, Broderick Jones, yeah, you mentioned him last week. Will he, you know, will he stick at left tackle? I think they got a lot of good options, and it'll be fun to shake out this spring. But like you said, you know, will Brock Vandergriff, that number two guy, will Carson Beck emerge and have a great spring? All things to keep an eye on. All right, Ryan, let's talk SEC basketball on a couple things. I guess before we dive into the men, or let's talk about them. We'll talk about the great run that the SEC uh, women's tournament that, that the uh, the Joni Taylor's team had. Um, were you encouraged, uh, discouraged, uh, didn't move the needle? Georgia's uh, you know game against Alabama, they lose by 10. They led by 14 in the first half. Uh, you know, they were... Did you think that an upset was happening, or did you think this was kind of par for the course they would lose? seemed like Georgia basketball and Tom Crean. You build a big lead, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, what was it, two minutes into the second half, it was down to two, and Alabama pretty much overtaking them. A couple things to think about with that game. Georgia had a lot to play for. What did Alabama have to play for? Nothing. Exactly. They had already clinched the SEC. They you know, could have been wanting to get healthy for the, for the tournament, make a good run there, get ready for the NCAA tournament. But no, they fought back, and they beat Georgia, and you know, like they probably should have since they're a top, what, 10, 15 team right now. Now, Georgia, it, you can see sparks from time to time. But then again, you see, you know, the, the letdowns. And it happened definitely last year during uh, when Anthony Edwards was here and Georgia would build a big lead and all of a sudden lose it against good teams and sometimes not so good teams. But that just seems to be – they can't quite get over that hump and it's almost like it's a belief like, oh, no, here we go again. And that's when the snowball starts. Yeah, I mean – that would have been, uh, you know, you, you could tell that, that Tom Crean, uh, you know, wanted this one badly because this is the kind of win that, um, look, I think they win that game and they, they win a couple games in Nashville. They're, they're playing in the NIT or maybe even one game in Nashville. Which is only 16 teams, yeah, right? Yeah, si- 16 teams. And I, and I don't know how much of that matters. I don't know how much they care necessarily about that. But anyway, they're, they're playing Missouri 7 p.m. on Thursday night. Got a story up already advancing it uh, at onlineathens.com. Check it out. Team bust to Nashville. I, don't, I didn't really hear exactly why. I'm sure that'll come up. We're supposed to talk to Crean and some players uh, later today. Um, I guess, you know, to a certain extent, I mean... If you pull a 2008, was that what it was? When was the Georgia Dome tornado? Yep, 2008. I, I, mean, if, I, was, I was sitting in there. I, like, I'm not counting on it. Ryan, I think Ryan was predicting it. Didn't he just say take the money? Um, I, would, I, I was struck by this. You know, uh, Missouri is they when they leave uh, presumably if they haven't already that you know leaving now or whatever uh, to go to Nashville they're not going to be home they hope <laughs> to uh, Columbia Missouri until like April uh, because they know they're going to the NCAA tournament so they're going straight from Nashville to Indianapolis now I don't think all the games are in Indianapolis aren't they in like you know probably a, a radius of right. whatever uh, you know there's so many gyms in that state uh, that, that that loves basketball and, and like you know classic you know college venues. Yeah, uh, they, they play at uh, Bloomington. But I mean, if they make it like say to the Sweet Sixteen, I mean they're going to be they're going to be away from home for a while. 
Um, so, but yeah, you know, Georgia's taking a bus. Look, what if they go crazy and they uh, cut down nets? They're going to Indianapolis too, but that's not happening. I mean, come on. Well, I feel like they'd have a they'd have a little time to come back and then take a plane to. to well, Indy. no, I mean. So, yeah, like you said, so the whole thing will be around Indy. The women are all in San Antonio, right? Yeah. All right, let's talk about what's going on in Nashville, which is, what do you expect? Can Georgia win a game or two? Yes. Do I think they will? No. But, I mean, obviously, they've proven they can beat Missouri like they did earlier this year. Yeah, Jeremiah Tillman is now back. Uh, that guy is a beast, as uh, I believe Jackson Edder called it. And he was out, right? Yeah. Last time I mean, he's, he's exactly... You know, I don't know if he's too kind of plotting for what Georgia wants, but he's certainly a rim protector. I think they would like to have more guys that, uh, you know, have a little bit more uh, ups. But but you know, it's it's good to be able to to have a guy that's a force defensively and on the low post and that kind of thing. So uh, they're clearly missing that now. Georgia is. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think they can certainly – because, as you mentioned, I mean, Missouri's fine if they lose in terms of they're going. Or maybe they'll drop from an 8 to a 9 seed in the projections or something, or 10 even. I don't know. Um, but, you know, the waiting on, on Friday for the winner of this game is Arkansas. Now, Arkansas has won 11 straight SEC games, 8 straight overall. And they thumped Georgia earlier in the year. They did. But also, I mean, you know – Maybe they're right for an upset. I, I I don't know. I mean, but you know, how, how are you seeing this tournament play out? What do you expect? Who's going to win it? You know, any upsets you're seeing? Kentucky is a team that it's going to be, you know, uh, very compelling to watch because it's a, you know, a team that that, that is always in the NCAA tournament, uh, except for that one year, I guess, under Cal that they went to the NIT. Um, but you know, they need to win it all. And um, I don't think they are. I think there's too much pressure on them. Uh, I think they'll beat, uh, oh, let's see who they got the first game. Um, Mississippi State, I think, in the first game. Uh, and then they'll lose in, in round two, probably to, I guess it might be Tennessee. Um, my final, and I, we, you know, at, at USA Today Network, uh, I think there's maybe 11 or 12 SEC beat writers uh, that cover their teams in the uh, USA Today Network. And we did a, a thing where we sent in our picks and who would win and kind of how the bracket would go. And I think I was one of two of those 11-ish guys that picked Alabama to, to win. I went shock. Just, yeah. to, you know, so impressive to see them, uh, you know, twice against Georgia this year. And, and uh, you know, I think they're, they're so deep and they can shoot the three so well that I, I think, uh, you know, they can just keep rolling, uh, you know, unless, you know, even yeah. it's even it's 75% effort. Uh, and I think Arkansas is due for a loss. And I think LSU, uh, which hasn't done anything in the tournament since 2016, I think they get to the finals and, and Alabama wins by like eight. Is, is LSU that four seed? Uh, uh, they, I, they might be the three seed. Oh, okay. Who's so Tennessee? Tennessee four. might be four, and, okay. and, and I could be wrong. I don't have the bracket. For me. <clears throat> I don't know. I was feeling more like uh, I feel like Arkansas is rolling pretty well, um, and you know if they if they can get to the to the finals, you, you know Alabama. I feel like you know, they do shoot the ball well, and they have a very NBA style offense, um, but. I'm not sure that, you know, they really have their focus on the tournament, the SEC tournament. I think they're focused on the NCAA tournament. So that's where I can see in Arkansas wanting to improve their yeah. seed maybe and, and pulling the pulling the upset in the tournament because they're really good, as we've seen. And if that's a uh, second round or third round, I guess, maybe even fourth round by that point, victory over Georgia, yeah. um, then uh, I think that'll, that'll, that'll happen. And um, I, I just don't think Kentucky's – I don't think they're that good. I've watched them a couple times and uh, – 
<clears throat> Never do they impress Yeah, I think me. they won their last game by like 30, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, but that was over, what, was it South Carolina? Yeah, yeah. Another conundrum with the Georgia basketball team. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll talk about uh, kind of wrapping up the Georgia season, uh, you know, assuming that they're, that they're not going to have a, a postseason beyond this week, uh, you know, probably next week if we could slide it in with all the football talk. Um uh, yeah, let's talk about the women. Yeah, we, we can talk about the women. Well, I was going to tell you, Severe Wheeler makes second team All-SEC. Now, uh, you know, making the coaches team is is fine, but, uh, you know, it's always something that this kind of bothersome to me is that they have, you know, 16 guys total on two teams, which is only 10 players, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now Severe made second team AP All-SEC, and I did have a vote for uh, that as well, and I did put Severe on there because I, I thought, you know, given what this guy does in terms of uh, his playmaking ability, uh leads the SEC. He's probably top five now in the country in assists. This also leads the team in scoring. Uh, you know, it has been an improvement in terms of wins in the SEC and they lost Anthony Edwards, so... He makes things go. I'm, I'm giving severe credit for that. So, I put him on my team with, with only ten guys. He was one of my five on the second team. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, so props to him. And then uh, Katie Johnson made SEC All-Freshman coaches. Alright, the women. Terrific weekend in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, Ryan, you a big fan of Greenville, South Carolina? Yeah, actually, it's a very pretty town. Um, and I got some friends that live up that way and uh, have visited Greenville a few times. And when things are normal, it's a it's a, it's a, almost like a big college town, which I, I really like. Interesting. You know, I mean, you yeah. can walk around, a lot of shops, uh, yeah. you know, duck in for a drink and a, and a uh, ramen noodle somewhere or something. <laughs> very good. All right, so the uh, Jenny Taylor's uh, Lady Bulldogs uh, went there, beat Kentucky, a team that beat them a week ago. They upset number two ranked Texas A&M, and then went toe to toe with South Carolina. Lost uh, in the finals on Sunday. Kirby Smith of mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. he was there with Mary Beth and uh, I believe some other kids. I don't know if they were all there uh, in Greenville. So uh, enjoying some popcorn, Kirby. Kirby, <laughs> yeah, Kirby they called him mid bite. Now, now Kirby must like popcorn. I need to talk to him about that because <laughs> isn't there that that meme of him at a high school that game? That would be yeah, watching Justin Fields. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And that was a ESPN televised game, and he uh, but, it popped in somebody and went, "Wow!" I mean, I might do some investigative reporting and find out. That would be a good story. Does he like butter? Does he like salt? Uh, and does he like kettle corn? What do you think? Hmm, I don't know. That seems like uh, I've been around Christmas. He would like a good sweet kettle corn. Uh, you know, maybe a little uh, one of those tins that you get around Christmas that have uh, caramel, you know, topped yeah, and yeah, cheddar yeah. topped. So you're, say, you're saying kettle corn's only for like the holiday season? To me, it is. But I mean, yeah, I guess it's just got that sweet taste that it just seems uh, yeah. seems seems Christmas like. All right. So uh, Georgia women will uh, learn their fate Monday in terms of where they're going to be seated uh, going to San Antonio, which I think is also maybe going to incorporate. Austin or you know which is not too far away um, they look like they could be a, a three seed now you know I saw something that said that they could move up to two if they had to beat South Carolina sure, sure, sure. Um, and I'm still not ruling that out but yeah uh, yeah, three seems like the right slut. Yeah, I mean, and if you look at a bracket projection, um, you know, it, there's so much value in being such a high seed. I mean, it, it would be surprising then if Georgia doesn't get to the Sweet 16. And now the fact that, that they beat Texas A&M, that, as I said, that they really uh, gave South Carolina. I mean, they were. I guess Georgia was tied at halftime maybe uh, or, or something like that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, they were at 35. I mean, th- there's, no, there's no reason not to believe that this team is capable of making a Final Four. Um, you know, they made the Elite Eight in 2013. I mean, Texas A&M and South Carolina are teams that are Final Four caliber teams. And, and Georgia beat one of them and almost, you know, I, they didn't almost beat them, but but they really played hard. Uh, Ryan's kind of, what do you think? You don't th- I'm not saying they're going to be there. I'm saying they should believe that they can be there. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that belief str- uh, strengthened this past weekend. Yeah. 
Colts. Until then, they hadn't really, to me, they hadn't beat that top caliber team. And, and we saw that three years ago when they, I think they were a four seed. <clears throat> excuse me. They hosted the tournament here. And then they run up against Duke, who was a five seed. And Duke just rolled them, you oh, know? Yeah, I was at that game. Yeah. And, and um, I believe that was my first weekend here, by the way. But Duke just rolled them. And that was the stuff they would always run up against. They play really good against the mediocre teams. And they couldn't beat the top echelon teams. Now, this past weekend was really the first time I've seen them. You know, they beat Tennessee twice, but Tennessee's not the upper echelon right now. So when you, when you can hang with South Carolina, that's been the premier team of the SEC for the past six seven years, you beat a Texas A&M that that beat them earlier in the year. That gives you some belief. But until they, you know, if they got to go up against a UConn in the Sweet Sixteen or, or you know, in the Elite Eight, if they get that far, they need to prove that they can hang with those types. All right, we got to go, but I got one more thing to talk about because uh, we got a we got a meeting coming up. Uh, actually, a, oh, Zoom, shoot. a Zoom meeting, not too far, uh, and I'm going to go home for that one. Yep. Uh, but the question I have, I'm looking again, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. That uh, Georgia football and that Miami uh-huh. helmet, that's going to Mark Rick, or is that to go to somebody else? It was supposed to. I know he was supposed to sign it, and, and, and he, but I mean, was it? He was supposed to sign it, and oh, he. But it's I like, think we're going to give it away or something. Well, it, it looked, there, but it's kind of framed, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I think we're going. He's going to sign it. Oh. Reframe it, and then it's going to go to somebody. Oh, I thought it was a gift. But I say we just give it to him. Me and you sign it and give it to him. What do you well, think? I don't, I don't think we want – that would lower the value <laughs> if we signed it, so I don't think he would want that. But my point is this. That's my segue. To get into the fact that um, that football right there, I could probably throw it to Mark mm-hmm. Rick's new house. He is moving back to Athens, asterisk, because he's not like you know moving all his stuff here. He's still going to have a home in – lovely Destin, although I don't know if it's actually Destin. It might be a town over. Kind of like the SEC meetings in Destin. Huh. Are, you know, the dateline I write in my story is Destin, but little secret, it's actually not Destin. It's some beach. Is it Miramar Beach? Is No, Mir- is Miramar Beach... Is that what part of Florida is that? That might be Maine. I can't keep. That might be, that might, I don't know. Well, it's kind of like uh, SEC Media Days in Birmingham, right? It's not, Hoover, Hoover. It's not technically. Well, Birmingham. no, people call that Hoover. But yeah. anyway, my point is this: he's back. Uh, he's tweeted out a photo yesterday evening, and um, here's his know, address. He's got. I, I don't even know where it exactly is, but he is. Uh, he's he's got tons of family still in this area. So son uh, leads a uh, yeah. Plus yeah. he's uh, he's doing ACC uh, network now. I think most of their stuff is in Bristol, although I do think they. Have they do some stuff in Charlotte. I'm not sure exactly where if he's going to Charlotte uh, or, or Bristol or, or where that is, but you can definitely get flights out of Atlanta probably easier than you can out of Destin, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a lot of, well, I mean, a lot of grandkids here. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I think people are happy to see him back in town, and you know, maybe Georgia does something with him at the stadium uh, sometime uh, where they uh, welcome him back and honor him and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, good to see him back in town, and. A lot of people like seeing Mark Rigg back in town. Such a good guy, you know? He's a good man. Won some games. Yeah, he did. Won, he a did lot of ga- won a lot of games. And uh, that's it for this uh, edition. Hey, hey, let me remind everybody. All you got to say is, Alexa, play the Bulldogs Extra oh, podcast. God. It's cool. You should try it. All right. Uh, I don't have Alexa, I don't think, but uh, well, yep. good to know. Uh, we'll talk to you all next week. See ya. See you guys.